If you didn't bring a Bible with you this morning, hold up your hand real high. The ushers have extra Bibles, and we'll be glad to let you use one of ours. And let's go to two openings to Galatians 5 and Romans 12. Galatians 5 and Romans 12. And let's believe together for utterance, expression. You know, the Lord can bring something to our hearts and our minds, but communicating that is another thing, getting that out. What happens in Spirit-directed, anointed services is just as miraculous as a healing, a physical miracle. It's quite amazing we can take it for granted and because it's things that you don't necessarily see immediately on the outside, not be as aware of it. But uh, the Lord uses words. He's created everything by words. And uh, certainly it's reasonable that the creation that began with words is influenced and changed by words. And so the Lord will put things in us and then give anointing and ability to express it. And then when the the words, uh, you know, you can hear words and them not mean anything to you. They can be wonderful words and yet you just not get it. So then the Holy Spirit's working from the sending in, but then he's working on the receiving in, right? To open your eyes, your ears, your heart. And the words are not just sounds bouncing off your eardrums, but it's life. It's revelation. You are thinking God's thoughts after him. You are seeing things he sees. Understanding things he knows. And this is an amazing thing, isn't it? And that's what we want to believe for right now. Let's, let's join our faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree together as touching this, asking you for specific utterance, for revelation, for wisdom, answers to questions, direction for right now and the days and months to come. Give everybody, every one of us, eyes that see and ears that hear, and a heart open and receptive a supply of the Spirit, the anointing that teaches and makes known, the anointing that strengthens and heals. While your word goes forth, we pray, move in our midst by your Holy Spirit, in spirits and minds and bodies. Move in our midst by your holy angels, we pray, and manifest that which is your will, that which pleases you, And we'll give you all the praise and glory for every good thing we enjoy, every good thing we experience in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen means so be it. Everybody say amen. 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 So be it. So be it unto me, unto us, according to thy word. In Galatians 5, we started on this some weeks ago, a, uh, a series And this has been our main text in Galatians 5 and 13. He said, brethren, you've been called unto liberty. You've been called to freedom. Hallelujah. 
Oh, if the bound up and lost of the world could hear the freedom of God is calling their name. Isn't it? He said, come to me. Come to me, I'll set you free. Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you relief. I'll give you rest. Freedom is calling their name. Aren't you glad you heard the call? Only he said, don't use this liberty, don't use this freedom for an occasion to the flesh. Did you know you can misuse the blessings of God? Did you know you can misuse, you can abuse the benefits of being saved? You know, the Lord didn't set us free. He didn't heal us. He didn't deliver us. He didn't give us his peace just so we could watch endless hours of TV without pain. Just so we could do our hobbies without interruption or distraction. He didn't bless us with prosperity just so we could buy everything under the sun and try to make ourselves happy every moment of every day. (laughs) That doesn't work. We've been delivered. We've been given liberty. We've been saved and been healed and given all these things so that we can serve. Don't use your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love do what? Serve who? One another. This is how you serve God. What can we do for God personally? I don't think his throne room is dirty. I don't think we, we can clean it up. I don't think we can feed him something that he needs to eat right now. I don't think he needs any of our U.S. dollars to pay his utility bills. Right? What can we do for him personally? How can you serve him? But you can do things for him by doing things for his kids. Can't you? He said, inasmuch as you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. He takes it personally, doesn't he? So uh, we've been saved not just to sit and hear and soak and get fat. We've been saved to serve. Say it out loud, I've been saved. To serve. serve. We saw, you know, Peter's mother-in-law in in, uh, the scriptures where Jesus came in and she was very uh, sick, delirious, I guess, with a fever. And they told Jesus about it. He went in and, and spoke to the fever, rebuked it. It left her. And the Bible said immediately she got up and ministered to them. Now, isn't that the best use of a healing you ever heard of? You were on the bed just a little bit before. Now she's up going, are y'all hungry? <laughs> Let me fix them. I said, no, you, you just been on the bed. You're about in a coma. Honey, you sit down. No, that's a way to get sick again. Is to baby it and focus on your symptoms and your feelings is the way to get right back in the same shape you just got delivered from. You know how to... Once you've been set free, how to stay free and how to get freer is get up and use your freedom to serve. Can you say amen? Amen. Use your freedom to be of service, to be of use to the body, to your brethren, to the church. And the Lord takes that personally.
Go to Romans, the 12th chapter, please. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, in the Old Covenant, when you offered up something as a sacrifice, you cut its throat and burned it. Well, then that's a dead sacrifice. And people say, boy, that's rough. Well, actually, it's quicker and easier than what he's talking about. <laughs> it's over in a moment and you're done. Now, this is every day you got to make the right decisions. And as we got into some detail, the biggest hindrance to doing his will is your will. The biggest obstacle to being in service for him is your life. Your life. So many Christians, so many people, they spend all their time and energies taking care of their life, their stuff, not realizing how futile it is because you do realize we're just here for a short, short time. You are not going to live like you're living for very long, very much longer. I don't care if you live another 50 years, live another 75 years, whatever. You live 100 plus, it's going to come and go like a flash. Do you know this? And soon and very soon you're going to be out of here. The folks that lived back in the uh, 1700s, how many of them around today? Huh? How many? How many? Huh? How many? So the Lord tarries his coming in another two or three hundred years. How many of us will be here? How many? (laughs) How many? Not a one. (laughs) Right? We need to live with that awareness. People go, "Mm, I don't like to think about that. That's wrong. You are not ready to live until you're ready to die. And until you've been delivered from all the fear of death... People of God should have no fear of death. Would Paul say? For to live in the flesh is Christ. And he talked about his service for them. But to leave, to depart, and to be with Christ is far better than being here. Not just a little better, far better. I think that's one of the reasons the Lord hadn't told us too much about heaven. We don't need to know. It'd make make you want to go too bad. (laughs) People want to talk about heaven and get caught up in heaven. You don't need to very much. Because compared to heaven, this place is terrible. Because of the curse, because of sin. I heard somebody talking about that they had died and went to heaven. And then they brought them back and, and, and they were gone for a while. And they said, man... Just being there for a few minutes, they never realized that all their life down here, there was this heaviness, this oppression, this death, and there, there was none of it. None of it. They'd never been in a place where there was zero curse, zero sin, zero death, zero heaviness, no oppression. We'd never been in a place like that, but we're going to be. I see we're going to be. Can you imagine going year after year after year and you never get tired? You never have an ache. You never have a pain. You got no money problems. 
No problems of any kind. Well, that's why we don't need to talk too much about that right now. Because we are in the trenches. What's going on with us right now is an honorable thing. It requires courage. We're down here with the devils and the diseases and the crazy people. Huh? We are here on, in the hot zone, on the front line, and we got our tour of duty to do. But that's, why am I saying all that? We're not just here to live life and have fun. Don't mean you can't enjoy some things along the way, but most of our having fun comes later. <laughs> you should see the looks I'm getting across the crowd. Like I want to have fun now. I didn't say you couldn't have any fun now, but if all you do is play now, you're being a fool. We are put here to do a job. We got service to accomplish, and we'll have eternity. To play. I believe we'll be doing some service too. But a real enjoyment. Nothing that you could do down here. Is going to hold a candle. To what you're going to be able to do later. And so people say. Well I had to go serve the Lord. And do something in the church. I didn't get to go play that round of golf. I didn't get to go fish. Didn't go to do that. Hey. That ain't going to compare to what you're going to get to do later. How many believe that 10,000 years from now. You're not going to be sitting around moping. Because you didn't get to play that round of golf. (laughs) Back. 100,000 years from now, you're not going to be sitting around going, boy, I wish I could have got to go fishing back then. I mean, No, it's going to be so trivial. But I tell you what will be remembered. None of that will be remembered. What will be remembered is anything you did for the Lord, for God's people, will be remembered and rewarded forever. Let's use all these resources, this wonderful salvation... This freedom, you know, God uh, uh, has given the ministry freedom to do things. Poverty is bondage. Yes, is. Do you know that? Yes, you, if you're poor enough, it, it's like you're in jail. Yep. Yes. Sickness is bondage. Yes. If you're sick enough, it's like you're in jail. Which is why the devil works so hard to keep the church sick and broke. Because no matter what kind of call you got on your life or what kind of desire and love for God you got in your heart, if you're so sick, you can't get off the bed, what can you do for him? If you're so broke, you can't get a tank of gas to leave the house, what can you do? Oh, but friend, when you got health and strength and you're able to think and go and do and you got money to do it with, look out, devil. Get out of the way. You can go, you can do, and you don't have to ask anybody, can you? You don't have to beg anybody. We're sending materials all over the world, not asking anybody. We're able to go and pay the expenses to go to churches and underwrite expenses and do things. We're able to go in. No, there's no denomination. There's no group of this or that underwriting that church down there. Freedom. Somebody say freedom. 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 Are you supposed to be free in your personal life to do whatever he directs you to do? It's going to take health. It's going to take strength. It's going to take freedom from a bunch of unnecessary mundane stuff that would waste your days. And it's going to take plenty of money. 
So let them mock us. Let them make fun of us if they want to. We know the truth. You got to have resources to do the works of God. And the Lord's bringing us up higher and higher. We're getting freer and freer. Being able to go anywhere, do anything at any time. Does that sound good to you? Come on, does that sound good to you? Go anywhere, do whatever he says, anywhere, anytime. That's freedom. Freedom to serve. Can you say amen? He said, Romans 12, 1. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Other translations say it is your spiritual act of worship, the NIV says. We said there needs to be mind renewal. Anytime you hear the word ministry, you should think service. Minister, servant. Ministry, service. It'll help you. If every time you hear ministry, you think service. And then also, anytime you hear ministry or service, you should think worship. Worship. So many have a a limited concept. They think, when they hear worship, they only think of music playing and you raising your hands and going, I worship you. And if that's from the heart, it is worship, but that's just a part. If you're doing something from the heart, natural things... All these teams that are going on around here. People that are ministering to your children right now in the back. If they're doing it out of love for God and love for you in faith, the Lord sees that as worship. They're worshiping Him. People that clean this auditorium after the services today. If they do that with the right heart, uh, the Lord takes that as them worshiping Him. They're pushing a vacuum, but He sees it as worship. He receives it as worship. Our life lived in service to Him is spiritual and worship. You don't have to be a preacher to do something spiritual. You don't have to be prophesying, praying to do something spiritual. Remember Jesus said, if you give a cup of cold water to somebody in my name, because they're my disciple, you want, there's no way you will lose that reward. There is a reward coming for something as simple as handing somebody a cup of water. And he said, there's no way that's going away, and there's no way it's not going to happen. Why? Because God doesn't forget. Go to Hebrews, please. Hebrews. Hebrews. And sixth chapter. Hebrews chapter six and verse ten. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and you continue to do it. You do minister. Let me read some other translations. The complete Jewish Bible, the CJB, it says it like this, for God is not so unfair as to forget your work and the love you showed for him in your past service to his people. Now how did, how did they show their love for God? In their service to his people. 
and in your present service too. We want each one of you, this is the complete Jewish, each one of you to keep showing the same diligence right up to the end when your hope will be realized so that you'll not become sluggish, but will be imitators of those who by their trust and patience are receiving what has been promised. He said you have served the saints and you continue to serve them. God will never forget, say never forget, forget. your service to him, which is your service to his people. He will never forget. Never forget. Now, a few weeks ago in, in studying, and a lot of times when I'm studying on these things, I'll be getting things that I won't be able to preach till further down the road, and and I'll have to watch. I get excited and want to tell you about them early, and and <laughs> but you're not supposed to get till ten until you've done one through nine, you know. So, but uh, I've seen this previously, and it is something that I'm believing will get in our spirits and not leave us. That God never forgets the service you do for his people. Your labors are not in vain in the Lord. So much that happens down here is in vain. Go to 1 Timothy 6. Let's say it like this. You are believing with me, right, for utterance. There's a lot of different ways to, to say something, but the Lord knows the right way for the time. Our labors, 1 Corinthians 15 says, are not in vain in the Lord. They're not in vain. In 1 Timothy and 6 and 7, 1 Timothy 6 and 7, it says, We brought nothing into this world. How many brought some stuff with you when you were born? What you? You didn't bring a stitch of clothes, you didn't bring a dollar or a penny. You came in naked. (laughs) The Bible said that's how you go out too. We brought nothing into this world and it is certain, actually the words it is certain maybe should be in italics. If you look up, uh, one translation says, and it's obvious that we can carry nothing out. You can't care. You didn't bring anything in. You're not going to take anything out. Like one fellow said, you never saw a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Because <laughs> there's no reason to. Right. And so much of what people are doing in their lives, day in, day out, that they're working so hard for, it's going to be dust in a few years. Nobody will know about it or care in just a very short amount of time, much less the ages to come. How much will be remembered of what you did in this previous year? Selah. Something to pause and, and think about. But this is only true in the area he's talking about. Ecclesiastes 5, you don't have to turn there, but Ecclesiastes 5.15 in the NIV. It says, naked a man comes from his mother's womb, 
As he comes, so he departs. He takes nothing from his labor, from his work, that he can carry in his hand. But I'm here to give you some very good news this morning. There are some things you can take with you. There's so much you can't. And it won't matter. But there's some things you can take with you. I'm here to tell you, you can take it with you. It being some very specific things. Go to Revelation. The book of Revelation. And the 14th chapter. You know, this is a good example of Scripture in context. You hear a lot of times people say, they take a verse, and it's true, but they try to make it the only truth about everything. And come up with some goofy doctrines. And some wrong interpretations. I mean, you can take pieces of Scripture and say all kind of weird stuff. So, well, the Bible said. <laughs> no, you've got to keep it in context of what he was talking about. And get not just the mechanics and dead letter of it, but the spirit of what he was saying. And understanding of what he was saying. You can't take cars with you. You can't take houses with you. You can't take money with you. And since you can't take it with you, that ought to be in your thinking about how important it is in your life. Every Material thing in this world is like a gallon of milk. It has a date on it. (laughs) And soon and very soon it's going to be out of date and no good. Houses rot, cars rust, nothing lasts down here. All it is good for is to use temporarily. Temporary use. But there are things that are not temporary that you can take with you. Anybody interested in this at all? Revelation 14, 13. The Spirit of God through John said, I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors. That's when you retire, is after you die. That's when you rest. You rest from your labors after you die. Let me go over that again real slow. If that's true, then that means you work till you die. How long? Right up till you breathe your last breath and you're out of here. You are doing something useful in service for the master. No such thing as somebody too old to serve. Too retired. Too comfortable. You know, we talked about the two thing. And we're going to be talking about that some more, I think. But what happens? Keep reading. That they may rest from their labors. I want you to read this last phrase with me. And their works do follow them. Say it out loud two more times. And their works do 
follow them. Again, and their works do follow them. Follow them where? This is taking something with you. Listen to some other translations. The the TEV, today's English version. He said, I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this. Happy are those who from now on die in the service of the Lord. Happy are those who die not bored out of their mind, just try waiting to die. What a miserable existence. Focusing every day on your aches and pains, spending every dime and every effort so you can live one more day on this earth. Like death is the end and this is all there is. Ignorance. Foolishness. We're supposed to be living right up to death in the service of the Lord. Somebody say in the service. service. That means you're doing something. Active service. Active service. They will enjoy, when you die, you enjoy rest from your hard work. Man, you know, the end is better than the beginning. When you leave here, especially if you've run your full race and you finished your course and you step out of your body, you go, ha ha, it's yours now. I'm out of here. <laughs> I did my tour. I'm out of here. <laughs> no more sweating. No more grunting. No more getting old. No more having to deal with all of this junk. I'm out of here. But if you have lived a life of service to him, and you don't have to be a preacher to do this, right? right. right. Every, you know, it's something that people, every Christian that begins to press in and pray more and read their Bible more and come to church more, you'll hear them say, you know, I just feel like there's a call on my life. Always has been. Every Christian has a call on their life. Not necessarily to preach or to to pastor or to be a missionary, but every child of God is supposed to be doing something useful and beneficial for the church, for the kingdom, for the brothers and sisters. And if you live a life like that, not only when you die are you free from all the hard work and the labor and the junk, you do not go in empty-handed. All you did goes with you. Does that do anything for you? Everything you did comes with you into the next life, into glory, into heaven. I'm going to keep reading this to you. The TEV, happy are those who from now on die in the service of the Lord. Yes, indeed, answers the Spirit. They will enjoy rest from their hard work. You're talking about some fun and resting and playing. You can't do down here what you can do out of here. I mean, we're going to learn some things about how to play and have fun and rest. I guess we can party a thousand years over at your house. And then we can come over to my house. 
You see all these people here, time we make everybody's house, what a time we will have had. Party. But down here, it's not time to while away our precious short little time just goofing off and playing and trying to make ourselves happy and just accumulating stuff that we can't take with us. Do y'all believe this is truth? They'll enjoy rest from their hard work. That's why when we we have a loved one uh, go home to be with the Lord and we have a funeral, we ought not sorrow like those who have no hope. Sure, you got emotions, you can feel some things, you might shed a tear, but there ought to be this overriding joy inside you that glory to God, they are done. They are out of here. No more hard work, no more of this stuff. And the results of their service go with them. Everything you've done to help make this church go, to help people in a home fellowship, to help people on a team, every seed you have sown to send word to, in the word supply to anybody on any continent, Everything you've done to help the lights to be on and the air to run, to have any special meeting, any altar call, any healing line, anything, that's going with you. Thank you, Lord. When you come into heaven, you come into glory, you're going to have a train. The Bible said it follows you. What's that behind them? Well, it's 75 years of serving God. (laughs) What's that behind them? What's that coming with them? That's shining and sparkling behind them. Go with me to 1 Corinthians. You'll see why I'm saying shiny and sparkling. We're not just making these things up. 1 Corinthians. I believe it's the sixth chapter. Actually, it's the third chapter. I told you wrong. Third chapter. I'm about to get stirred up. This is no fairy tale. You believe the Bible? You might say, well, Brother Keith, I I hadn't done all that much. Aren't you glad you're still breathing? In just a few years. You could add to your train. Right? The Lord can do some amazing things in just a few years with somebody that will completely commit to Him. Completely make themselves available to Him and just go all out. 1 Corinthians 3 and 12. He said, If any man build on this foundation, he's talking about Jesus is the foundation and the works that we do. Uh, Some of them are wood, hay, and stubble. Some of them are gold and silver and precious stones. That's the words he uses to describe our works. Verse 13, every man's what? Work shall be made manifest. It will be shown for the day shall declare it. There's coming a day when your work will be shown, made known. It'll be revealed by fire, 
And the fire of God will try every man's work of what sort it is. Verse 14. And if any man's work abide the fire, if it abide that which he built thereupon, he shall what? He shall what? He shall what? Receive a reward. Reckon it'll be something great. You think God's going to reward you in heaven after this life and you're going to get your reward and go, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's nice, I guess. Thank you. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above. Don't you know the reward is going to blow us away? We're going to stand there maybe for three years going. (laughs) All, All this is mine. Oh, all this, all this, oh no, more, more, there's more, there's more. (laughs) Friend, I believe if we really understood and believed these words, we would not waste another day just goofing off. People call it killing time. What an ignorant thing. Killing time, wasting time. Precious opportunities and days like we've got centuries down here to do that. A lot of us have got half our days in our rearview mirror already or more. We don't have a day to waste. How many think every day starting with this one? Every day we ought to get up and go, Lord, here am I. What would you have me to do? Where can I be a blessing? How can I be a help? What can I do to help your kids? What can I do to help your church? What can I do to advance your kingdom? And don't let anything be beneath you or too little or too trivial for you. It could be moving a broom. Come on, are y'all with me? It can be taking out some trash. But if it's uh, trash, something to do with the Lord's meeting or the Lord's work or something that's advancing, it takes on much more significance than just some junk in a can. Yeah. Right? Yes, sir. I want you to go back to Revelation. I want you to shout about it just a little bit more before we finish up here. If your works, you're going to Revelation, but we just read, if your works abide the, the fire test, there's a lot of stuff that people will do. It may be a great big pile of stuff but it's just wood, hay, and stubble. It was done in the flesh. It wasn't done with a right heart. It wasn't done by the direction of the Lord. And when the fire hits it, whoosh, there's going to be nothing left. But if you did something because the Lord directed you to, and you did it out of a heart of love for God and people, and you did it out of faith, when the fire comes past it, once the fire's passed, it's going to be glittering, shining. Like gold, silver, diamonds, rubies, emeralds. That's what the train following you to heaven is going to look like. Glory to God. And it is your service that you rendered for the King of Kings.
And that means the service you did for his, his people. Revelation, are you there again? I want to read this to you another two or three times. How could you tell if you believed this? How could you tell? <laughs> if you hear it and you think, okay. That's thought provoking. <laughs> you, you either don't understand it or you don't believe it. Or you've already made up your mind, you're, not, you're never going to do any works. But if you believe it, and you believe you'd have some works, man, this is something to look forward to. Isn't it? That, that it should just be coming through our mind every day when we get up, and even if we feel a little bit tired, or, or things are challenging or demanding, we should be reminded, our labor is not in vain. In the Lord. And it does not end today. It does not end this year. It does not end with this life. It is worth every effort. It is worth every bit of money and time spent. And then some. The Bible said that the sufferings. uh, The problems that you're enduring right now. They're not even worthy to be compared. With the glory that shall be revealed. I assure you, when we get to heaven and some of these rewards begin to come, some of these things, we'd think, boy, this would have been a bargain at ten times the effort. (laughs) This would have been a deal at a thousand times the work. I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, says the spirit that they may rest from their labors. What's in front of you? Just a few days. You're going to be done. You're going to run your race. You're going to finish your course. It's going to happen. I don't care if you live another 50, 75 years. It's going to happen quickly, quickly, quickly. How quick did this past year go? What do you think is going to happen with 2012? Seems like the older you get, it's like telephone poles on the road. There's another year. You know what that means, right? You're not going to be around here much longer. And that shouldn't scare you. It shouldn't bother you. It should just make you think, I got to be redeeming of my time. I can't just be whiling away my days on nothing. I got to be doing something that matters. That's worthwhile. That they may rest from their labors. And what's going to happen? Tell me out loud. What's going to happen? Their works do follow them. We read today's English version says the results of their service go with them. The living Bible says their good deeds follow them to heaven. So you can take it with you. Not your cars and houses, but they're going to rot and rust anyway. So what would you want to tell? How many think if you were able to get a $500,000 car out of here and take it to heaven? Everybody up there would look at you and go, why did you bring that piece of trash up here? Wouldn't they? (laughs) Everything down here is imperfect, corruptible, perishable. Everything there is perfect, incorruptible, indestructible, spirit eternal wouldn't it be nice to get something and not have to replace it every few years or fix it I mean you just get one and hey you got it from now on 
God's word says what they have done goes with them. What they have done goes with them. Thank you, Lord. Stand on your feet, everybody. Thanks be unto God. Don't you just close your eyes and focus on the Lord. You must believe He is. You must believe He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Pray this after me if you agree with it and you feel that way in your heart. Say it out loud, Father God. Thank you for saving me, making me one of your own children. It's the greatest privilege. Thank you for your goodness and faithfulness to me and to all mine. You have sustained me. Thank you for getting us through this past year. If it had not been for you, we would have fallen and not risen again. But you have sustained us and kept us so mercifully, so graciously. Thank you. Lord, we desire to serve you. We desire to please you. Make us a blessing. Show us what we can do. The fullness of what you can use us to do to help our brethren, to help the church, to help your kingdom. Here we are. Use us. Send us. Nothing else is more important in our life. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.